Welcome to the Simpler Business Podcast, where we talk about ways to do what you love and serve your people in a way that brings you income and freedom. I'm your host, Marissa Roberts. Join me as I chat with my favorite entrepreneurs about how they simplify their biz so that you can simplify yours. We're chatting with Jane Eckholm today about niching your business while embracing a broader skill set. Jane is a creative virtual assistant and the owner of The Jane Edit. She works with and supports local and interstate Australian businesswomen to start and run their own businesses. Jane specialises in working with exceptionally talented women who are fantastic at their professions but struggle with the demands of keeping the business momentum running. These women can't be an expert at everything and nor do they have the time. So that's where Jane steps in and she works as a strategic member of their team, making sure their business is set up to run smoothly. Jane is essentially their sales professional, marketing genius, social media expert, website builder, and graphic designer, and she does this for multiple clients using different tech platforms between everybody. So while Jane has niched her client avatar, she still uses a very broad skill set to manage everything and calls herself a generalist. She wears lots of different hats, just like most entrepreneurs do when first starting out. But Jane does it on a much larger scale as she does it for multiple businesses and clients. I am really excited to have Jane on the show today because she is amazing at balancing all of these different work streams seamlessly for her clients while staying upskilled across multiple platforms and technologies. It's actually quite magical to watch her work and I know that she'll have some really good advice for us today. So welcome, Jane. Thanks, Marissa. Hi, it's lovely to be here. I am so excited to have you on the show. We've known each other for what, three years now, four years, I think? Yeah, I'd say so. I'm super excited to have you here because you are a really good example of being able to balance what's important in your business, but also not feel like you have to do everything the same way as every other business owner. I think you're probably the most creative person I know that works within a space that traditionally is quite, you know, in the box, you know, owning your own Mm -hmm. business, especially when you have a product-based client, for example, it's like you've got to do all these steps in a certain order. But you have this really Mm -hmm. beautiful way of adding creativity and flair. And when I found out how big your workload was and how much you had to know in terms of technical (laughs) things and platforms and new social media ideas, I just Mm -hmm. honestly, my brain just explodes thinking about how much you keep all together neatly packaged up. So I think having your insights is going to be awesome for everybody listening today. Yeah, my brain explodes at times also, as you can imagine. But yeah, it's fun. This yeah. is what I call fun. <laughs> Fun's the most important thing too, because that's what keeps us coming back to work every day, I think. Absolutely. So I find the term generalist really interesting. I remember the first time you told me that you were a generalist. I found that really, really insightful. And for those of us who are listening and haven't heard the term before, can you explain to us what does it mean to be a generalist in terms of running a service-based business? Yeah, sure. So um, generalist is actually a really interesting term. To me, being a generalist means being a jack of all trades um, or a Jane of all trades, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> um, a generalist is a person with a wide range of knowledge and skills who can visualise the bigger picture and think outside of the box. So as a generalist, I can be a one-stop shop for my clients so that they can carry on and do what they need to do to ensure their business is thriving and growing and succeeding without having to worry what's happening behind the scenes. I love that description. It's almost like you're the person who is the expert juggler 
and you mm-hmm. keep all the plates balancing on sticks or balls in the air or whatever the metaphor is. It's, you know, it's balls in the air or it's a, the, the duck's little feet, um, you know, paddling under the water while the, the lovely duck is gliding by. <laughs> That's that, that is the perfect example. It's like crazy mm-hmm. underneath, but on the top it's just beautifully gliding. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I actually love seeing my clients succeed um, and kind of knowing that I've really helped them get there. Being a generalist is actually innate in my own personality. I've always been like this. I don't like being pigeonholed and I don't like being told what to do. Um, Even when I was a receptionist or an office manager or on the marketing team, I've always been the go-to girl to just ask and go and get something done. And I believe that the virtual assistant industry is a goldmine of hidden talent. Most of us have lots of transferable skills and in our fast-changing industry, transferable skills are really important. Yep, that's so true. It's kind of like you're the virtual office manager for multiple businesses at once, right? Yeah, that's actually a great way of saying it. (laughs) Never thought of it like that. (laughs) Because that's the thing. It's like you've got to balance all the tasks, but often there's other staff involved as well, other contractors, making sure everything is running really smoothly and beautiful. And that's a really good way to free up your clients too, because I know that when I look at your work, I can see that your passion lies in creativity, right? And helping people make a positive difference to the world with their products and services. The clients that I see you work with are people who are creating things that are going to make life better for people. And I really love that. Um, And I think it's really interesting, actually, speaking of your clients, because when Mm -hmm. I think about who you work with, that seems very specific, right? You really love the creativity. They're creating stuff that changes the world for the better in different ways Mm -hmm. through helping people or creating products that are better suited. And I think, you know, under the service of their businesses, you do wear lots of different hats and you support them in lots of different areas. And that really seems to free them up to focus on their zone of genius and being the face of their brand. And I find that really, really inspiring, right? But I would love to know, how do you manage (laughs) that workload? How do I manage that workload? It's tricky. (laughs) Um, Most businesses today are fluid and dynamic and it is always changing. My week may start out one way and it will end completely differently. So um, you've got to be ready for that. But there are a few ways that I do manage my workload. First of all, I plan my week every Monday. So I don't have a client-facing day on Mondays. And um, I plan my week so that I have an idea of what I need to accomplish for the next couple of days and what my clients expect from me as well. I use calendar blocking. And now calendar blocking is a technique where you block out sections of your day to work on specific projects or work with specific clients. And I've actually been using calendar blocking for about 15 years and it really suits the way that I work. That's really cool. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I also manage my workload by getting support and outsourcing myself when I need specific tasks done that can be done by someone else so that I can concentrate on the more challenging tasks and projects for my clients. And last but not least, you just need to be really flexible. You know, my clients expect me to pivot and change priorities really quickly and I just need to be able to manage that for them. It takes practice. There could be days when I am pulling my hair out and I am extremely frustrated, but there is nothing that a nice gin and tonic won't fix. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, after work, after work. Not of course. <laughs> Do you know what I found really, really helpful with just then when you ran us through those management insights is that whole mm-hmm. you plan on the Monday and you mm-hmm. don't have a client-facing day on the Monday. And I love that because when I used to do when I used to do corporate work, for example, I would always mm-hmm. think that I had to plan my week ahead on the Friday before so I could hit the ground running on the Monday. But you know what? Yeah. I would come in on a Monday and then all this stuff would have changed in the last 48 yeah. hours. And I, I, thought I still had to spend half the day replanning. So it was a complete waste of my Friday afternoon. So planning on Monday yeah. is really good. No, absolutely. Um, you know, you could also plan on a Sunday, for example, but it's not until you open your inbox on a Monday morning where you kind of really do get an insight or an oversight on what your week is actually looking like, what the clients want from you, what's changed, um, what's due. You know, Monday's are a great planning day. Um, you know, I've not actually worked Monday in about 15 years. So um, I've, I've, yeah, it's just part of the way that I work. What a nice way to start flowing into the week too. There's no Monday-itis then because you're mm-hmm. accountable for you on a Monday but you don't have to be mm-hmm. face-to-face or in phone meetings or anything with your clients because even when we work with clients that we love, it's still a big transition to go from weekend to work week. And I think Monday is the big hurdle that all of us entrepreneurs, small business owners, support service providers, it's a big hurdle for all of us getting through a Monday. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's even taken a lot of um, training for my clients to let them know that I'm not available on a Monday. And um, I think that, you know, they've been inspired to know that the, the world doesn't stop if, you know, you can't get your VA on a Monday, but she's hit the ground running on Tuesdays. Exactly. And I think that's the difference between staff that can help you by knowing how to manage your workload on their own and staff that you have to actually spell out each action step by step for you know when you've got somebody working for your business that that kind of takes on the heart and soul of your business as well like you've got a real knack for really just becoming part of everybody else's business still being Mm -hmm. you but really it's almost like you're the heartbeat of the companies that you work for You're not just somebody where they go, please put, please change this heading on this website. You're someone where they go, no one's converting on my website. What do I do? You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I would come up with the strategy for them and implement that. Um, I mean, and and the type of client that wants somebody to be told what to do and to only do a single task at a time isn't my ideal client. So, you know, I would pass them on to someone else perhaps. Yeah, good call. (laughs) And then everybody's happy then. Absolutely. (laughs) So when we're talking about clients, actually, I'd really love to know, how do you market your services? How do you make sure you get in front of the right type of client, the client who's looking Mm -hmm. for somebody to support them as well as do tasks for them? Okay. So, well, I'm five years into my business. So all of my current clients are from word of mouth referrals. So I'm really lucky. Um, I think that it pays to have a really good network and it pays to keep in touch with your previous clients who can introduce you to future clients. I mean, they're the type of people that you want to work with. I'm also the co-founder of the Newcastle Virtual Assistant Group with our fellow Newcastle Virtual Assistant, Adrian Donnelly. Um, And the Newcastle Virtual Assistant Group has a wealth of resources, skills and lots of support. And it also is a great place for referrals too. Oh, yeah. I regularly check in on LinkedIn 
and I do a tiny, tiny bit of social media marketing. But honestly, um, I'm too busy running my clients' social media to even worry about my own. <laughs> do you know what? That's actually the best ad you could have for your own business is, you know, <laughs> if people come up to you and go, how come I never see you on Facebook, even though you've got a Facebook page, to be able to say, mm-hmm. I'm too busy working for my clients because my books are full. I don't have time to do mm-hmm. that. Is actually a really good promotion for you and your business anyway. Yeah, I agree. I've always been the type of person that says um, the busier you are, the more you can get done. Yeah. Yeah. So true. <laughs> yeah. It really teaches you what your new limits and boundaries are and what you want to be laser like focused on. And you really get the hang of what you can do quickly and easily too. And I find that as you work over time and you get better and better at better and stuff, it's almost like you hone in on mm-hmm. your zone of genius things and then work mm-hmm. is so much easier and then you can fit more in because it is so much easier and, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know, yeah. We'd be surprised at how much I can actually get done um, if a client, you know, hires me for 10 hours a week. They're really getting a bang for their bucks, let me tell you. Yeah, you do a lot with those 10 hours, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think that's amazing. And I really like that you teach them the boundaries of when you're available and what you do as well. And it's almost like you role model, this is what we can do for your business because look at what Mm -hmm. I can do in my own, you know, just the fact that Mm -hmm. you are so good at managing expectations and managing projects. I think Mm -hmm. that that's quite inspirational for a client who is very, very good at managing their product Mm -hmm. doesn't have the experience that you have of the behind the scenes running of a business or the online presence of a business or the little tech hiccups that can happen Mm -hmm. and they happen every day yeah Yeah. something happened today that um in the background one of my clients couldn't work out in Shopify and you know it, it just took me two seconds to work it out and then you know we move on to the next thing yeah yeah see now for me Shopify is still one of my scariest grounds to work yeah and that's why anytime someone comes to me with a Shopify request I'm like you need to talk to my friend Jane <laughs> <laughs> send them over yeah definitely yeah well that's really interesting because I remember we had Adrian Donnelly on the show as well to talk about building her client base with the referrals and she mm-hmm. said the exact same thing it's about a good quality work experience with your existing clients mm-hmm. is what feeds the referral you don't even have to be proactive about it it's just people want to mm-hmm. share the fact that they loved working with you and that absolutely yeah and that VA group you've got for Newcastle VAs I'm in the VA group as well and I've done some projects with you and Adrian and some of the other girls in that group and it's the easiest referral system I've ever come across it's literally just people going hey I've got 10 hours available next week if anybody wants to film or hey I'm working on this um, video project if anybody's great at editing video put your hand up if you want some work it's so relaxed and casual and I think that's because you and I have built this really really comfortable place for us to sit in online and it's really friendly and relaxed and really nice yeah thank you I think that um Adrian and I are there first and foremost to support other people in our industry um we've both been in the business for about five years and I think it was around five years ago that the VA term kind of came to the forefront and people started talking about it and thinking that it was a legitimate option um, for, uh, you know, people to start their own businesses. And the other thing that I'm really passionate about is ensuring that virtual assistants are taken seriously and are professional. So keeping our networks going because we have integrity and we do have the skills is what really matters. Yeah. 
definitely. And I think our reputations will build on one another's too. So the stronger we are separately, the stronger we are as a team as well. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great way to say it. (laughs) I learned it from you guys. You're good at this. (laughs) (laughs) So you work with a lot of different platforms, right? Not every client is going to use the same email service provider or the same shop base or foundation for their website. Mm -hmm. So you've got to know a lot of tech stuff. And I know from experience, the frustration of finally learning a platform and then having it change the very next day. So how do you stay upskilled? Have you got any tips for our (laughs) listeners on how they stay on top of continuous learning and platforms? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, firstly, none of my clients have the same platform on anything, whether it's social media scheduling, whether it's email marketing, um, or whether it's even their selling platforms like their e-commerce platforms, Shopify, um, or Wix, or Squarespace, or WordPress. So no one has the same. Um, I think, though, that it might be interesting for people to know that if you have experience in a lot of different platforms, you actually find that they're all very similar at the end of the day. So you can actually use um, your experience and kind of work out, you know, how the next piece of software works. But... (laughs) Learning never stops. I think that the requests from clients are always unique and very specific to their own businesses. Um, For example, recently I was asked to develop and implement a social media influencer campaign. Now, I have never worked with influencers before on any of my previous social media campaigns. So I sourced a UK-based four-week live training program, two days a week for four weeks, on how to work with influencers. I did the training, I wrote up a marketing campaign and strategy for my client on how to work with influencers in her industry, and I'm implementing that campaign for my client as we speak. So training is a huge thing on how to stay on top of everything in our industry. I mean, that's an extreme example. There are other training programs that I use all the time. LinkedIn has a great training program called LinkedIn Learning. Mm. And Skillshare is another great training platform. But to be honest, I use YouTube a lot for quick tutorials on lots of different topics. Totally. I love YouTube. I actually didn't know that LinkedIn had a really good learning platform until this year and it's been an eye-opener. YouTube is definitely my favourite though because you can get quick, easy answers and Mm bite-sized content and you can action as you're watching. Yeah, that's a really good point. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do a four-week training course on YouTube. (laughs) However, um, if I've got 20 minutes and I need to know how to... I don't know, uh, take the background out of um, an image in Photoshop. It's easy peasy. Yeah. What did we do before the internet when it came to learning new things? I have no idea how I would have coped if I had to keep learning, mm-hmm. you know, old school style with like nighttime classes or going mm-hmm. to the library or doing an actual yep. course. All of your time would be eaten up just by that. Oh, I've got a great question for you. So you mentioned time blocking before. Do you do training and learning as part of your time blocking or do you find bite-sized things as you're in the middle of a project when you quickly search on YouTube when you're in the moment better? Which way is better for you? That's actually a great question. I think that I actually do both. Mm -hmm. Um, When I'm in the moment and I need to find the answer to a quick question, I will do training as I go. Uh, But I also do block out personal training for myself I think it's really important for us to keep on top of all of our learnings yeah 
I agree. I think it's a good point because sometimes you don't know what you're behind on until Mm -hmm. it's too late. So it's always nice Mm -hmm. to have something. And you know what? I think as entrepreneurs and business owners, we're always interested in whatever's coming up next or what else is available. Yeah, we kind of have that all. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the moment that I'm not interested in learning anymore is probably the moment that I should introduce my clients to a new virtual assistant. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you need a holiday or to retire, when you're like, nah, nah, I don't want to take anything else on. Thank you so much for sharing all that with us. I have found that very, very insightful and I've got some great tips now from you, especially the Monday thing. I'm going to definitely try those Monday tips that you shared. Thanks, Marissa. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Um, For Mm -hmm. people who are listening to the episode, where can they see more from you? Um, As I mentioned before, I am the co-founder of the Newcastle Virtual Assistance Group. So if there are any locally based virtual assistants, we would love for you to come and join our group. Come along to one of our monthly chats where Adrian and I are more than happy to pay it forward and help you in our industry. For any clients out there, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as The Jane Edit. And you can contact me via my website at www.thejaneedit.com. Thank you. That makes it nice and easy to find you. And, yeah, the more the merrier when it comes to support groups and people working together. I, You know, this is one of the things that I love about you. As at no point in our relationship have you ever come across as somebody who is worried about competition. You are always <laughs> so like, we need more of us. We need no. more <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm not concerned about competition at all. I think that the industry has enough space for everybody. Um, And I think that there's a VA for a client out there. You know, they're not all my clients and they're not all the right VA for a client. So, yeah. Yeah. And online world is getting bigger and bigger too, not smaller and smaller. So there's work out look. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you mentioned COVID last year. It... um, it did the opposite of harming my business. I've never been busier in my life. And I think that a lot of people are now um, seeing that work can be done online and remotely. Yeah, definitely. That's been one really good change in the past year is that people have really got a new vision when it comes to what can actually be accomplished from working from home or working virtually Mm -hmm. or working online. Whereas before, companies were very strict in the whole, you have to come into the office and now nobody Mm -hmm. can go back to that. Not if we had a job. No, never. I mean, I will never go back to that. (laughs) I like working from my bedroom, from my lounge room. That's right. (laughs) In my (laughs) pyjamas. Exactly, exactly. Fancy shirt on top if we're on video and pyjama pants down the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. But don't tell anyone. That's our little secret. Exactly, yes. Don't tell anyone Mm -hmm. anyone. Yes. All right. Well, I hope everybody has enjoyed this episode today. I know I did. I had a ball chatting, so I hope you had fun too, Jane. Yes, it was fabulous. Thanks, Marissa. Yay, yay. I'm so glad you were on. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Simpler Business Podcast. If you did, please subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to make it nice and easy for you, just the way we like it. If you're ready to simplify and scale your business, you can get started with my free audio class at marissaroberts.com. See you next time.